Thank you, Kayla. Woo, it is wonderful to see each of you. I'm going to hang my mask up here. Welcome to those that are watching online. And for those that are here today live, we welcome you. I love that we can sing together and worship together. And seeing each of you walk into our building today just thrills my heart. So welcome. Now, I just want to start today by saying, hold your hat. We're going to go fast. I have a lot to unpack today. And I'm looking at the time. I've been shaving my message down from 50 minutes to 40 minutes, and I'm about the 35-minute mark. And we have a ton to unpack, and they're about the power gifts. So are you guys ready? You guys ready to be on this ride with me today and see all that God has? Amen. I love that. Woo, good. Okay, I'm just going to move my iPad here just for one sec. I'm new preaching with the iPad, so this is a little bit of a situation to get it all set up. All right, we're good to go. Okay, well, aren't you so thankful that even though today it is a different season, we serve a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God has given all that the church needs to be the church that he has called for our city. And as we dive into spiritual gifts, we can know that God is the one that is with us and God is empowering us. But I want you to hear today, we've been emphasizing this all through the whole series, is that you are significant. There's not one, more, one gift more powerful than the other. Even though we're talking about power gifts today that are very visible gifts, you each hold incredible significance in the body of Christ, and we're meant to walk as a body of Christ together in unity. And so I'm just going to do a quick recap for those that are watching for the first time or attending for the first time. We've been going through this summer spiritual gifts, and we've been going through 21 spiritual gifts and have placed them into three categories, love gifts, word gifts, and power gifts. As well, there's a difference between natural abilities, acquired skills, and spiritual gifts. Natural abilities are innate quality skills you've been born with. For example, a natural ability to play sports, an ability to sing. Those are things you're kind of naturally born with. Acquired skills are learned qualities and skills that you gain through experiences and studied in order to accomplish something. But spiritual gifts are different. Spiritual gifts is a God-given, unique capacity imparted to each believer for the purpose of releasing the Holy Spirit to the church and the building up of the kingdom of God. And each one of you have been given at least one spiritual gift. Say, woohoo, yay, you've been given a spiritual gift. God is no respecter of person. We can't determine how many gifts we get or how the capacity is used, but we are all given a gift. And in learning and leaning into the series, we've been studying first and foremostly as a teaching staff on the Word of God. As we know, the Word of God is our authority. We've also been learning from the book Unlocking, Unlocking Your Giftedness by Dr. Robert Clinton and Convergence by John Thompson. And that's been really powerful. As well, Pastor Lori and I have a podcast called Awakening Moments Podcast, and we've been having riveting conversations as we're unpacking and fleshing out these spiritual gifts and how we've experienced them and how we've seen them operating in the church. So if you desire to dive in a bit deeper, jump onto the podcast, and we're following the summer series so you can hear about that. So we're going to pack right now the power gifts. And the power gifts are the demonstration. These are gifts that demonstrate the power of God's reality. They authenticate, 
bring credibility and point to the reality of an unseen God. And we'll be talking about the gifts of healing, knowledge, wisdom, and prophecy. Now, I cannot emphasize enough the importance that to truly activate and walk in our spiritual gifts, we must hear my heart. We must know, love, and consume the word of God. For everything aligns to the word of God, is empowered by the spirit of God, and then as we walk this out, it becomes confirmed by our community. And that's very important. And we go to the word that's found in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. And this is where we find these gifts we're going to talk about today. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Here's wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special special knowledge. Here's the gift of knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives a gift of healing. Here's healing. And he gives one person the power to perform miracles. And to another, the ability to prophesy. And so before we dive into spiritual gifts, I want to give a backdrop and some context. I'm going to say something here that none of us, it's not going to be a surprise. We live in a lost and fallen world. You just have to turn the news on. Two minutes into the news, we see it. We live in a broken and lost world. The consequences of sin have cast, as it were, a web of darkness and destruction upon this world. It has affected the rich, the poor, the young, the old, those that know Christ, those that don't know Christ. All of humanity and creation is living in a world filled with the consequences of sin. And this started back in the garden with Adam and Eve. We are living in a world also where there are principalities of darkness. There is a demonic force. There is the supernatural spiritual force of good, of light and God, and there is also a demonic force. And the only word I can think of is what the demonic does is he feasts upon the sin of man to bring greater destruction and greater devastation to the sin consequences that we have chosen as humanity. But aren't you glad this is not the end of the story? We don't have to put an exclamation mark on that other end. This is, the end. this is how it moves forward. Through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have hope in him. For he is the light in the darkness who came into our darkness, defeated sin, darkness, and death, and through his blood has forgiven us to set us free. Now, he is our redeemer, our restorer. He is a hope of the world, and he's promised to make all things new. When we die, he has promised that he will make all things new. Now, as we walk through some of these gifts, especially healing, and this is why I'm talking a little bit about this backdrop, we see our world through a temporal lens, but God sees it in an eternal lens. He sees the beginning from the end. And the thing is that when we seek God, when we lean on God, we have to understand there are mysteries in his sovereign plan because he's God, but he has promised that he will make all things new. 
all things new. And I love this scripture in Revelation 21.4. It says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And this is talking about the new life he has promised in eternity for us that believe in him. Jesus came to give us a gift of eternal life and is also working in the here and now supernaturally for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be seen and experienced and his power authenticated for the purpose of salvation, which is the greatest gift of all. It is the greatest. He can do whatever God desires to do and how he desires. We all know that. He's God. But you know what's really beautiful? He partners with the church and uses spiritual gifts. And this is why it is so important because we are part of revealing the power and greatness of God by walking in spiritual gifts that are empowered by the Holy Spirit for us to use in unity as a body. That is just great news. We are part of God's plan of seeing the world come to know him. I love that. Now we're going to be talking about healing, as I've mentioned. And I love how John Thompson from Sanctus Church frames healing. He says, in some cases, God will heal us. And in other cases, he will not heal us. But the suffering, that place of waiting for our healing becomes a place where our joy is grown and evangelism is actually lived out because we show the world that our joy is not linked to this world. Is that not the truth? In those places of waiting and suffering, we have the ability to live out our hope in Christ. Now, that is a whole other message about how to walk through suffering and how to walk through the waiting. But this is exactly part of what I want to share a little bit with healing today. For the brokenness of our fallen world comes into our hearts, our spirits, and our mind. And so it's brought a lot of criticism and a lot of pain around the gift of healing. If it, is it for today? Is it not for today? Why does God heal some? Why does he not heal others? Healing does not always occur because we have faith, but it does occur sometimes. We see this even in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus healed some, but not all, for it is actually about his sovereign plan for each of us, and there's mysteries in that. We know in the eternal picture, we will be made whole. On this side of heaven, there is a mystery to a sovereign plan. Hear me today, church. I want you to hear this heart. It's about his sovereign plan and his working out in your life, not about his love for you. It is not about his love for you, that if you do not see healing, that God doesn't love you or heal you or hear you or understand your brokenness. It's about a mystery in God's sovereign plan for you. So, we're going to talk about prayer with healing, and this is also an important part of a believer's spiritual practice. We are all called to pray and believe for healing. All of us. And the reason why we are, even though we see it sometimes and sometimes we don't, it's because we know who we're praying to. God is able to heal, and when we pray those prayers of faith, we are saying in faith, because it says in the Bible, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We say, God, we believe you're great enough and big enough and able to do anything. And we are praying these prayers knowing that you are able to do 
anything because you are God. We are, that is our place. Our responsibility is to pray the prayer of faith, but divine healing can open only happen by the divine. We cannot make that happen. That is a divine touch of God in a sovereign moment for a sovereign purpose that only God can determine in that moment. But we don't dismiss that and say, well, I haven't seen healing, so I'm not going to pray for it. No, we pray it because we believe God can do it. And that is why we pray. And we pray with the heart of faith, knowing in that moment, we don't know what's going to happen. So we come to that heart of faith to God, not based on results, but based on who he is. Just like we sung this morning, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. We are praying to the way maker. Now, when we're talking about the spiritual gift of healing, this is a spiritual gift given by God. And we've seen this through time and through history, people that operated in a spiritual gift of healing. And this would describe you if this is a gift that you have. This is a pretty awesome gift. Woo! Gifts of healing refer to the supernatural release of healing power for curing all types of illnesses. Now, the spiritual gift of healing is to release God's power to heal. It's not about you. You're not releasing it, but the Holy Spirit is using you as a gift to release his healing power in and through your life. If you have this gift, these are some things you may experience. You experience a deep desire to see God alleviate physical problems in people and the willingness to be used by God to do so. You have an unusual ability to sense the power of God when it's present for specific for healing. You have that sense for healing. You have the willingness to take risks for God, to be really bold and to take those big steps. You have the, the ability to trust God and to believe that he wants to heal you do not want to show, for it's not about a big dramatic display. It's about God healing people to bring them to himself for the gospel, to salvation, or for God to just move on behalf of his children and to heal them. This gift of healing in a spe spectacular way demonstrates the reality of God. And it often breaks open ministries. You'll often see evangelism break forth when there is a spirit when there's a spiritual gift of healing. I think of Catherine Kuhlman. Many of you might know Catherine Kuhlman. My grandmother actually went to see Catherine Kuhlman. She was a young mom that had cancer, drove, got driven all the way to go and see her for healing, really believing she was part, God used her greatly in the body of Christ with the spiritual gift of healing. Many people, many were documented healing, healed, were saved. My grandmother was not. God had a, a different plan in her, in her journey, but she was used greatly, Catherine Kuhlman. So that would be an example, someone like that, that is used and they exploded. They traveled, she traveled all over the world and people would come. So that's what we're saying. And this also happened in the Bible in Acts. We can see the same situation where it spurs a huge outreach for the gospel. Now, how do we understand when God is asking those of us with a spiritual gift of healing to step in? How do we know? It is by listening and praying. If you have the spiritual gift of healing, you are to walk in a posture of listening Asking God in each moment what he would like you to do specifically for each person you are praying for and leaning on the prompting of the Holy Spirit before you step in. 
And if you have this gift and you feel God urging you to go and pray for someone or someone comes to you and you feel like, yes, I feel like this is the time to speak healing, speak healing, walk in authority, speak it out. You see, Jesus said, take up your mat and walk. It wasn't, well, would you please get up? It was like, take up your mat and walk, command it, speak to it and see the authority of God move. If it is a spiritual discipline, which many of us have, pray, which we're all called to have actually, pray and ask that God would heal. Like I was just talking about prior. We have to come with a heart of faith in who God is. So continue to pray. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. And if you are praying for someone or you are being prayed for and you do not experience healing, please do not automatically think you do not have enough faith. This has been a very, very painful journey for many people that have come to receive healing, and they've been told, because you don't have faith, you aren't being healed. I want you to know you cannot switch the divine on and off. It is a divine gift of God when healing takes place. So please, may that today just speak to some of you. And I'm going to pray at the end of the message even about some of these, these topics because the power gifts are extremely powerful for demonstrating the power of God, but they've also been very powerful in bringing a lot of hurt and pain in the church. So we just want to acknowledge that, that we are imperfect. We're just people. We're operating in part in these giftings, but we have the ability to work in the spirit, but we also can cause some pain. So that's why I'm saying as we're going through this, the most important thing is that we lean on God. It's not about us. It's about the Holy Spirit. So that is healing. And healing is incredible. And we believe it's for the here and now. And that's why we have prayer. We have prayer walls. We have prayer teams. We have prayers on Sundays because we believe in the power of prayer. And we have seen God do extraordinary things. And if you are in that waiting season, you are in that place where you have not experienced healing. You are waiting for God you know, you're on this side of heaven. You're like, I'd love to be made new on this side. Know that God has a sovereign plan and loves you and he hears you and he has promised to make all things new. Now I'm going to have to move through this pretty quickly. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me after this message, the word of knowledge. So here we go. The definition of the word of knowledge gift refers to the capacity or sensitivity of a person to supernaturally perceive revealed knowledge from God, which otherwise could not or would not be known and apply it to a situation. The spiritual gift of knowledge is to receive revelatory information to demonstrate God's power. So I'm going to do, I'm going to explain what you would have, you would experience if you had this gift, and then I'm going to kind of give you a practical example. So here are several ex experiences you would have. You have a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's prompting, which allows for the recognition that certain thoughts or impressions are from God. So you'd be praying for someone and you get this thought or impression from God that you feel about that person, very specific. You have a recognition that in certain circumstances, the Holy Spirit wants to do something and gives you knowledge that could not have originated with you. This knowledge helps release the activity of God in the situation. You have an awareness that God releases knowledge and information in a variety of ways. You may see a word. You might see, like, have a picture. You might exactly see a scenario like a movie. You literally can see exactly what's going on and what is happened. Now, a story 
that I want to bring about, about the gift of knowledge. I love this story. This is such a neat example. This is found in Acts 16, 27 to 30, and it's pretty epic. So this is Paul and Silas. They've been put in jail, and they are singing and praising God. And there happens to come an amazing supernatural earthquake. And when the earthquake comes, it literally opens all the prison doors and sets them free. All their shackles fall off of them and all the prisoners. Now, at the time, if you were a jailer in a prison and your, your prisoner escaped, your consequence would be death. So that's where we pick up in the story. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, don't kill yourself. We're all here. Now, this is really neat. The jailer called for the lights. So Paul could not see him. It's in the dark. And ran to the dungeon. So Paul wasn't even in the same area as him. Paul is far. He runs to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, sir, what must I do to be saved? So what happens here? Paul has a word of knowledge, a spiritual gift of knowledge. He's sitting in his prison and sees the jailer's about to kill himself and he's going to do it because we're all about to leave. So what does he say? Don't kill yourself. He didn't see the jailer. He did not know what was going to happen. That is a word of knowledge, a specific circumstance, a specific thing that someone is going through that you're able to speak into. And it it would be information you would not know normally. So that is a gift of knowledge. It is specific to a circumstance. Now, I had this happen one time to me, one time, and it changed the course of my life. I was 20 years old, and I was traveling with a worship team all through the States, and I was, we were singing at a huge youth convention, and her group's name was One Accord. That kind of dates us back to the 90s. Our names was One Accord. And uh, I was the blonde girl in One Accord, and there was another girl that had dark hair. There was only two females in this group. And the lead speaker, in the middle of an altar time, there's about 1,000 youth, he puts his microphone up, and he says, where is that blonde girl from One Accord? Okay. I'll be really honest. I'm thinking, oh, he must know I have a call of God in my life and I have a great destiny. He's going to totally speak over me and he's just going to bless me. Like, this is a 20-year-old thinking, okay? Like, I was thinking, oh, yes, I'm right here. What would you like to say? So I come down. He literally puts his microphone under his armpit and he leans down. He says, young lady, are you rekindling a relationship with an old boyfriend? And I was like, What? And actually that month, that's exactly what had happened. And he said, I want you to know God says no. And if you push and you force this way, you are literally going to step out of the plan that God has for you. This is a no for you. And I just started bawling. There's no way he could have known that. There's no way he could have even seen that. Literally, I ended up saying no, obeying that, moving to Ottawa, meeting Jay. And I was married, you know, a year and a half later. All that to say... That was a gift of knowledge. He had no idea, and I've experienced that. And the gift of knowledge is meant to help, and it's meant to humble the person hearing it, and to help them heal. It's never to humiliate or hurt. The information that God gives to someone is never meant to expose them or humiliate them. It's meant for them to be healed and just just totally help to know that God sees, loves them, and has a way. So I love that. The word now of wisdom is similar to knowledge, but has a different focus, okay? So the word of wisdom is a spiritual gift to have the capacity to know the mind of the spirit in a given situation and to communicate clearly the situation, facts, truth, or application of the facts and truth to meet the needs of the situation. 
The spiritual gift of wisdom is to apply revelatory information. So healing was to release. The word of knowledge was to receive revelatory information. Now the gift of wisdom is to apply revelatory information. It provides insight for people for next steps in their spiritual journey. And wisdom is knowledge applied. It helps people to know the when, where, and what to do next. If you have the spiritual gift, you experience this. You have the ability to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit that allows for the recognition of ideas and concepts that God is speaking into a situation for practical application. You have the quickness to transfer concepts into application for a situation. You have a good understanding of spiritual truth in the Bible. Once again, everything comes back to knowing the word, devouring the word, having the word in us. Everything must align to the word of God. It is the ultimate truth. You have the ability to see principles of truth. You have the ability to grasp situations by intuition and see solutions. And often, your community, if you, if you say something, if you have the word of wisdom operating in a group setting, they will authenticate what they hear you say and will have approval. They will be like, oh, that's right on. That's exactly how we should be walking this out. That makes so much sense. That is a wonderful way that we can kind of move forward. So the gift of wisdom activates application into a situation to release the activity of God. I am so grateful for those that have the spiritual gift of wisdom that can say, you're going through this, this is what I would suggest. And they literally have practical steps from A to Z to help you walk through. We see this. If you feel you would have the spiritual gift, write down this reference, Acts 15, 19 to 21. Here we see James as a leader in the church stepping into this gift as he addressed complex issues happening in the early church. And he was able to see the big picture, the value of what was being shared, see the perspective, and was able to give practical steps on how to walk out the issue for resolution. That is the gift of wisdom. And God is no respecter of age or experience. It's a spiritual gift. And once again, spiritual gifts are different than natural abilities or acquired abilities. These are spiritual gifts meant to build the body of Christ and to help us move forward in unity. Now, I'm going to talk about the next one, which is one that has a lot of confusion as well. As with healing, this is prophetic. So let me just first give the definition of prophetic. Those with the spiritual gift of prophecy have the capacity to deliver truth in a public way, either of a predictive nature or in a, as a situational word from God in order to correct, exhort, edify, or build up, or console believers, and to also convince non-believers of God's truth. You will often hear someone who has a prophetic gifting say, I have a word. Have you heard someone say that before? I have a word. That just means I have a prompting. I feel like God's given me an accu like an if information right now to kind of do these exact things, whether it's predictive or whether it's bringing perspective to how God sees a situation. I want to once again say an important note. Prophecy is never on the same level of authority as Scripture. If someone gives you a word, as we say it, or says, I feel like God has shared something with me to encourage you or to tell you about, it is always to be tested to the word of God. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 to 21, do not treat prophecies with contempt, meaning don't despise it or push it aside, 
but rather test everything that is said and hold on to what is good. The prophetic is very important in the church because it is giving the perspective of how God is seeing a situation and also giving a heads up of what's to come. The gift of prophecy occurs all through the Bible. Sometimes, like I said, it was predictive concerning something to come in the future. And sometimes it was for God's people in church to learn about his heart, his character, his perspective, and to also correct and call the church to align to truth. Now, in the Old Testament, I want to just kind of pull the two together. In the Old Testament, man was not filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit would come upon someone, and God would audibly speak a message to them, and the prophets would go and deliver this. Okay, that's how it happened. It came upon them. They were given this impartation or this message, and they would share it. And then it would leave. It was kind of like that. It would come and go. It wasn't like us who are now walking filled with the Holy Spirit. They would have it come upon them for a purpose, for a time, for a season, for what God needed to be relayed to his people or to the nations that they were a part of. So this is how the Old Testament occurred. When you look at all the words throughout the Old Testament. In the New Testament, however, we have a different ballgame. Jesus comes into the picture and he shows us a new way of what he's going to do with the church. It's a new era in the church. When Jesus dies and is resurrected, he comes to his disciple and he knows he's about to, he's going to leave. And he says, listen, I'm going to go back to heaven to the father, but it's better that I go. Cause who am I sending you? The advocate, the Holy spirit. Jesus goes back to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the father and all what we hear next in Acts is how Acts starts is a day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes upon earth and comes into humanity. And like Jesus, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing to be on this side? We are filled with the Spirit of God. So that is the difference of what we're seeing in the Old and the New Testament. And because of that, now that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, there is the truth of prophetic gifting that is vital in the church today. However, it's coming from us. There's also a lot of us in there, isn't there? We have ourselves in there. So when there is a prophetic gifting, it's really, really important for it to be tested according to the word of God. Because we have to make sure that we are submitting this word to what the word of God says and that it's aligning with truth. Now, if you have the gift of the prophetic, the spiritual gift, these are some things you may experience. You're not afraid to speak out publicly and to take strong stands on issues. You tend to see the needs or the atmosphere of a group as a whole and are willing to take biblical standards and to help course correct. When you speak publicly, people are convicted by the truth that you give. You demonstrate an inner sensitivity to God and have a variety of experiences in which the Holy Spirit speaks to you a word. Now, I do operate in the spiritual gift of prophetic. And what usually happens with me is I get a picture. Some get a word, some get a picture. Some will actually see a passage of scripture. It comes in various ways and different forms. And I want to add a few notes because I think this is really important for those that operate in the prophetic to understand. If you are given a word, you sense a strong word from God that you feel like, I want to share this. I feel like I have an urgency of what God's sensing or feeling right now in this situation or in this person's life, that how God is viewing it, or I see something to come. You must always only share what you hear or feel and not add to it. I've been guilty of that. 
I've been guilty of feeling a word, and I share the word, and then I kind of add what I think of how it should be walked out. That is not what we're to do when we have the spiritual gift of, prof- of the prophetic. We're to only share what we feel God has asked us to share, and we leave the spiritual gift of wisdom and knowledge, and all this works together. We work together as a body to kind of walk out that word and what it looks like. But it's not my responsibility to add to it. I share what God has given me. As well, we must submit to authority, be under authority. So as we flesh out this power gift, we can grow and we can can walk in authority, but we must be under authority, walking in a community that we can share, be rooted in, and to flesh this out, because when we have words, they must always come from a place of love. They don't come from a place of condemnation, manipulation, trying to course correct. They come from a place of serving the body of Christ and out of love. So we must actually love the body of Christ. So that means we must be rooted and established in the body of Christ to love the body of Christ. That's really really important. So we must be under authority so we can walk in authority. That is really important because we have to know if someone says, you know what, that's not on. I think you might be a little bit off for that. We've got to be willing to submit to that and flesh out the gifts because we will not 100% be right. That is for sure. When you receive a word, a prophetic word, really, really important. I cannot emphasize this enough. We must wait on God and ask what we are to do with it. Not all words are meant to be shared right away. I've received many words that I felt to wait on and pray through and share them when the time was right. There's also other times coming under authority and checking in with Pastor Jason and Lori. I felt an urgency in a moment to stand up and to give a word. I also have many words in my notebook. I have a prophetic notebook that I have never shared. They, I just am continuing to sh- pray through them. I don't know what God wants to do with them. I'm testing them. I'm waiting for God to reveal that. But just because we receive a word does not mean it's the first thing we do is we have to share it. We've got to wait on God. So I feel like as we're talking about all of these gifts, it all comes down to waiting and resting in God. I want to give you a practical discipline of how to walk out the prophetic. Because it can be intimidating. Would you not admit, like, how do I spiritually, like, how do I do a spiritual discipline of the prophetic? What do I do? Well, part of the prophetic is exhorting, meaning edifying, building up. We are all called to build one another up, encourage one another. That's part of the prophetic. It's not always predictive or corrective. It can be very encouraging and very edifying. And how can we do this? I want to give you a little challenge. Okay, you guys up for a challenge? How many have been driving or cooking or just at work on your computer and all of a sudden someone just comes to mind, just randomly? And you think, oh, that just came out of nowhere. It actually did not come out of nowhere. I want you to act on, I want you to start this week. If you get someone that comes to mind, I want you to say, okay, God, you've brought this person to my mind for a reason. I'm going to reach out and I'm just going to share a word like, I'm thinking about you today, praying for you. Maybe it's a scripture you feel God show you. Perhaps it's calling them and saying, listen, I had you on my heart today. I just wanted to check in and know that you're loved. I'm telling you how many times that has happened and I act on it. That not every time someone's like, oh my goodness, you had no idea. But I tell you, so often someone will say, you had no idea. I was just going through this or I was just walking through this or I just received this news or I was having this type of a day. We are not to dismiss those thoughts of people. So are you guys ready to operate in a spiritual discipline of the prophetic? That's how it happens. It's a prompting. 
Reach out and see what God is going to do. And I've been encouraging my life group to do this as well. I lead a life group of some women. And they have been, the stories that have come have been amazing. I would love to hear some of your stories. I think it is so incredible. Because God wants to use you to encourage. And that's part of the prophetic. Just like we operate in the the spiritual discipline of healing. We have to pray for healing. We also are called to encourage one another. And to come alongside one another and build one another up. So those random thoughts that you get, don't dismiss them and let's act on them. And I want you to see, take that challenge up and see what God's going to do. God wants to use you. He really wants to use you to be a blessing to others and not just for, and also to bring the gospel. It's amazing the doors that open through those moments. So in summary, the gift of healing bends towards releasing God's power to heal. The gift of knowledge bends towards receiving revelatory information. The gift of wisdom bends towards applying revelatory information. And the gift of prophecy bends towards providing correction and perspective. And a few notes concerning to close in the power gifts, as we summarize all of the thoughts that we've had through the power gifts, is firstly and foremostly to rely on the word of God. We must know the word of God and devour it and study it. I love that our spiritual discipline right now is study. The word of God is our anchor. It's the truth that we need to have living and abiding within us. And secondly, it's to always ask God when we have these moments, these promptings in the power gifts, God, is this from you? Take a moment to wait. God, is this from you? Why have you told me this? And what are you asking me to do? And you wait. And you wait. If you don't hear an answer, that means wait. <laughs> if, you, if you hear yes, then you move. The important thing is to wait. And the third thing I want to bring up is really important with the power gift is to have permission from people before we speak into people's lives. We are not called to be bulldozers and we don't have the right to come into someone's life and just bulldoze over them and it can come across very hurtful, manipulative. So we've got to be very careful to say exactly this. I feel like I have a word that God's given me for you. Do I have permission to share it with you? Can I share it with you? It's that simple. Or I feel like I have some practical steps I'd love to share in wisdom. That's the gift of wisdom. Are you okay if I kind of share that with you? It's important to have permission because we're called to serve one another and love one another, not dominate. And because power gifts are very strong and they're very evident and they're very visible, they can come across very, like, they can feel very strong in people's lives. So we've got to come under to serve. So permission is really, really important because we don't own these gifts. These are not ours. They are God's. And we've got to make sure we're operating in that spirit of love like God does with us. So may we come in all of these gifts in a place of submission, humility, an eagerness to listen to God, to wait on God, depend on God, and to devour his word. So that's the four gifts today. Woo, we made it through all four. Like, ha I know, I feel like we need that clap. I talked very fast this morning because I know there's just so much information and even each one, I feel like there was so much more to unpack, but this is just to get you scratching the surface to do an in-depth study and to kind of just dive deeper. But I want to close the service by praying a fresh impartation 
over you. For those of you that as I was going through the gift of healing, I mean, if you have the spiritual gift of healing, I pray, like, we, you may not know it yet. You may not know it. It just may not have been activated yet. There are seasons and there's moments in time that are divine. We don't know what's ahead this year, next year with the church, what God has. But the spiritual gift of healing, wisdom, knowledge, or prophetic, if you feel these gifts, something has gone off in you, if there's a gift or two that you're like, I feel like I have that, I'd love for you to stand and ask for God to give you a fresh impartation. And also, God says to eagerly ask for all the gifts. So if there's any that I've mentioned that you're like, I would love for God to impart into my life that spiritual gift, I would love for you to stand as well. So would you do that with me right now, please? That would be wonderful. I know I am asking for an impartation of the spiritual gift of healing because boy, I would love that. But this is exactly, and those that are watching, wherever you are, we want you to stand where you are as well as I've been sharing and to put your hands out and to say, God, I receive today. I'm opening my hands to receive. We don't get to to dictate what God does, how he does it. We get to just come into submission and ask. And so, Father, I thank you right now for those of the, in this room that have the spiritual gift, God, of healing, of wisdom, of knowledge, and the prophetic. I thank you for a fresh awakening, a fresh impartation of your spirit, a fresh empowerment of your spirit. I thank you, God, that you will literally, right now, give them a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit to do what you called them to do so they can be part of the the body of Christ, we desperately need them to be, and this world desperately needs them to be for salvation, for people to see that God is real, that you are real, that you are working on man's behalf, and that you are a God of power and love. And so, God, we just speak into these gifts a fresh impartation in the name of Jesus. And for those of us, God, that are asking for some of these gifts, we ask. You tell us to ask. So we are asking for some of these gifts to come into our lives, Lord that we can be used in the capacity that you have determined in a way that you have created us significantly to be. So we receive that, God, and we just release all ownership and all entitlement, and we release it to you because it's about you, for you, by you. It's about your spirit, and so, God, we thank you. And right now, God, I also feel to pray for those that have been hurt, God, by the power gifts, perhaps through healing, perhaps through prophetic words. God, I speak right now now that your healing words of love would just coat their spirit in their heart, that God, they would know that not all things that are said are true, but what your word says is true. And what your word says, God, is that you love us and that you've called us to be yours. And so God, we trust you. We trust you. And so I just break just a healing over any hurt past or over any hurt words that have been spoken. I break them off as well in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, that you are leaning and learn, we're all leaning and learning from you to grow. And so thank you for this church community, God, that we can learn and grow in and operate in our spiritual gifts and practice. And thank you for the spiritual disciplines and for all that you're teaching us in this season to be the body you've called us to be for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We love you and we worship you and we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Thank you so much for the honor of sharing today. It was a real honor.